Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Farm Talk with Dairy Gold Pre-Calver Gold Mineral. Supporting your herd when they need it most. On C103. Hello and welcome to Farm Talk. I'm Barry O'Mahony. This week we hear about the EU Green Deal and the role that trees and forestry will play in its delivery. An extension has been confirmed in the CAP consultation process, which has been described by farming interests as important to allow proper debate. The 79th Annual Agricultural Science Association Conference has been launched and will take place on September 10th. Loyalties are divided in the agri-sector as the hype intensifies around the All-Ireland Senior Hurling Final. And John O'Connor has stories making the agri-news this week. Farm Talk on C103. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConluke, has announced he's extending the public consultation on the draft interventions proposed for the 2023 to 2027 inclusive CAP strategic plan by one week. Farmers now have until Friday 3rd of September 2021 to make submissions under the consultation process. The previous deadline had been 27th of August. Minister McConluck said he is committed to ensuring that all farmers would have an opportunity to have their voices heard as part of the consultation process. The minister pointed out he had also called three town hall meetings in August as part of the consultation process to give farmers an update on the draft interventions. Online submissions may be sent to cap strategic plan at agriculture.gov.ie and that's a capital letters for CAPS strategic plan at agriculture.gov.ie. That's capital letters for CAPS and P as in plan. That's cap strategic plan at agriculture.gov.ie or postal submissions may be made to the CAP Rural Development Division Agriculture House Kildare Street Dublin DO2WK12 Submissions should be marked Draft Intervention for CAP Strategic Plan Reacting to the Minister's announcement, IFA President Tim Conlon has welcomed the decision by the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine to extend the consultation period for submissions to the CAP consultation process by one week. He said there are many aspects of the proposals which were unacceptable and the IFA would be making a comprehensive submission in consultation with the IFA committees. However, Mr Collin said, we need time to debate the issues around this cap reform, which would have significant ramifications for the incomes of farmers. The closing date of Friday week had been too tight. Mr Collin said, 
the department has made the correct decision to extend the deadline to give more time for proper consultation. The IFA, he said, wanted to have extensive dialogue with the membership before making their submission. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. One million euro in grants has been announced for 13 aquaculture enterprises, including two projects in Cork. The grants are awarded under the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine European Maritime and Fisheries Fund programme. It will bring the total amount of grant aid this year to 3.8 million for 57 aquaculture enterprises. The Cork projects include Seal Harbour Enterprises and Rodine Fish Farm Limited. John O'Connor will have more details on this later. Over €770,000 has been awarded to support fisheries conservation across Ireland, including three projects on the River Blackwater and River Bride in Cork. A total of €121,500 will be spent on three separate projects in County Cork. Kilbarry Salmon Anglers are to get funding for two projects on the River Blackwater, including River Regeneration and Riverbank Enhancement, while on the River Bride, the Glenville and Kildinan Trout Anglers Association will receive funding for an invasive plant species management plan. The 79th Annual Agricultural Science Association Conference will take place on Friday, September 10th and will be live-streamed. This year's conference is entitled Science, Driving Innovation and Addressing Challenges in Agri-Food and will explore the important role that science has to play in the future of the industry. FBD are the sponsors and the conference at the Killashi Hotel in Nace County, Kildare will be officially opened by the Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnellogue. Dr Anne-Marie Butler is President of the Agricultural Science Association and has been telling me about organising this year's event against the background of the restrictions still in place. Yeah, so I suppose compared to last year, Barry, you could say we're a, a little bit we have a little bit greater insight in that we were able to start planning, I suppose, further out in terms of we recognised it was going to be a virtual event and we were able to plan accordingly, probably from Easter onwards. Um, Look, we're fortunate in that there will be some people in the room, the speakers will be present, uh, the moderators of the sessions will be present. So that's a positive as everyone last year was uh, virtually streamed in. So look, we're looking forward to having some element of people in the room, but definitely, Barry, we do hope that for next year we'll be back to a a more normal event for for everybody. Certainly. And what's the main theme of the conference, Anne-Marie? Yeah, the main theme, Barry, is in keeping with, I suppose, the theme of my presidency, which is science. So on the day, we'll be discussing science, driving innovation and addressing challenges in agri-food. And the key focus of the event, Barry, really is, I suppose, as all of your listeners will know, agriculture is certainly at a crossroads. There's a lot of challenges with, you know, climate change, uh, climate obligations and obviously CAP. So we're looking to see what is the science behind the decisions that need to be taken uh, and to have science at the core that rather than political decisions or or lobbyist decisions, it's certainly that science guides the decision making um, and allows our sector to continue and prosper despite the challenges that lie ahead. And moreover then, you have quite a number of international speakers this year, so maybe you can tell us a little bit about them. Yeah, so we're delighted to welcome a number of international speakers. Um, Dr. Alison Van Enman will join us from UC Davis over in California. Uh, Dr. Alison is well known internationally for her work in animal genomics and biotechnology, Barry. And I suppose for Dr. Alison will be very interesting, as many of your listeners will know, from an American perspective, they have very different rules and regulations in relation to biotechnology, gene editing, um, and that whole area of genetic modification. So she will talk with a lot of the work that she's doing in relation to sheep and cattle and even recently I know she hosted a big dinner where everything that they ate in that dinner came from GM sources so she's very passionate about that area so very interesting to hear her thoughts. We'll also be joined by Dr Harry Clark from New Zealand. He's the director of the New Zealand Agri Greenhouse Gas Research Centre. 
he's from the UK originally, so he very much has a foot in both camps. He understands both sides of the world, and he'll give us some insights on I suppose, what's happening with them in New Zealand and their view of climate change, particularly from outside the EU. Um, and also delighted to be joined by Michael Scannell, who's Deputy Director General in Agri and Rural Development in the European Commission. So Michael will certainly have a lot to share on the Commission's view of agriculture and the challenges that lie ahead. And you'll also have an input from the Minister, Charlie McConnell. That's right. The Minister will kindly join us in the morning um, for an opening address. Um, And I suppose it's a very timely. Obviously, there's a lot going on and um, it's a busy brief as always. So we're delighted that he will be hopefully able to join us in person also, Barry, which is a, a progress from last year also. So we'll be delighted to welcome him. You have a number of awards that will be presented at this year's conference. That's right. So we have two exciting awards. Uh, one is our Distinguished Member Award for 2021. Um, that award is given out to um, an ASA member who has I suppose, gone above and beyond and has represented the sector very amicably and well. So we look forward to the disclosure of who that will be on the day. And the second then is a new award that we launched this year in association with FPD Trust, and that's our ASA Fellowship. Um, and the fellowship is a €10,000 bursary or travel scholarship for an individual who is already within the sphere of science um, to further his or her academic achievements. And we'd be delighted this year to unveil our inaugural fellow um, and I suppose it's going to be a very timely topic. Uh, the individual in question is going to look at the whole area of climate neutrality. So we look forward to that and that will be a, another award on the day. And thank you to SPD Trust for their um, work with that because from an ASA perspective, we look forward to having I suppose, a voice and a, a spokesperson, not just for ASA, but for the sector and again to contribute to that scientific debate. And you mentioned at the outset that you will have the speakers in the room, but obviously there'll be a huge participation online again. Online, yeah. So last year we had great numbers online and we look forward to that. Um, People, as I said, it's free to attend. It's open to both members and non-members. We had well over 500 people online last year and we'd love to welcome them all back this year and more. It'll run from 10 a.m. to approximately 12 30. Uh, it'll all be live, so there's no pre-record in this, so hopefully it'll stream directly into people's homes and, and businesses. Um, and people, if they want further information or where to register, it's www.asaireland.ie. As I said, it's free to join, and we would love for people right across the country, particularly your listeners, to, to join us on the day. And it'll be interactive also, Barry, we will be having some you know, live Q&A, people can post their questions, we'll have some polls running. So hopefully we'll bring ASA to people's homes and uh, hopefully welcome them back face-to-face next year. Dr. Anne-Marie Butler, President of the Agricultural Science Association. The 79th Annual Conference taking place on Friday, September 10th and will be live-streamed from the Killashee Hotel in Nace, County Kildare. In this week's Irish Farmers Journal... There is a lengthy and detailed analysis of the implications of Brazil projecting to grow its livestock numbers by 24 million over the next 10 years. The journal exclusive is based on a recently issued profile of Brazilian livestock by the Brazilian Beef Exporters Association, ABIC. Journal correspondents, Brussels-based Market Specialist Phelim O'Neill and Justin McCarthy, Irish Farmers Journal Editor and CEO, analysed the projected 24 million livestock increase over the next decade, putting it against the looming requirement to cap the Irish suckler herd, despite Ireland having the fifth lowest carbon footprint for beef in the European Union. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Farm Talk on C103. 
This week on Farm Talk, we have an opportunity to take a closer look at the European Commission's Green Deal, to which Ireland is committed, and the role of trees in promoting and ultimately delivering the deal. John O'Connor is with me to discuss what exactly the Commission's Green Deal is all about and the part that trees can play in achieving the objectives. Well, this Green Deal is an ambitious agenda. It's framed as a new growth strategy where there are no net emissions of greenhouse gases in 2050 and where economic growth is decoupled from resource use. The European Commission wants to establish the European Union bloc as the world's first climate-neutral continent by 2050. The European Union is also increasing the target of reducing greenhouse gas emissions to at least 55% below 1990 levels by the year 2030. And how is it proposed that this will be achieved? To achieve this ambitious target will require action across several areas to reduce emissions and increase removals from the atmosphere. Forestry, fortunately, is well placed to carry out these functions by a combination of sequestration, carbon storage and displacing and substituting alternative products for those currently made from fossil fuels. The importance of trees in combating climate change and global warming has been acknowledged in the Paris Agreement for a number of years now, I understand. Forests are important sinks and stores of carbon and are recognised as being central to the goals of the Paris Agreement. Forests generally sequester more carbon dioxide than other land uses, thereby directly reducing greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. In 2019, based on EPA figures... Irish forests were shown as being a net sink for carbon dioxide, sequestrating close to 5 million tonnes of CO2, including the carbon stores in harvested wood products. And what role has the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine played in woodland creation and carbon sequestration over the years? The department, through various afforestation measures over the last 30 years, has funded landowners to plant new forests that are already now contributing to the European Union's Green Deal ambition. Since the 1980s, over 300,000 hectares of forest have been successfully established. Concern was expressed at one point that afforestation meant single-species conifers hostile to biodiversity. Has that one-species monoforest phenomenon been addressed? Although afforestation levels have unfortunately been low in recent years, significant improvements have been achieved in the species diversity of new forests being planted. Since the beginning of the forestry programme, 2014 to 2020 for example, over 1,650 hectares of new native trees, broadleaves, have been created, helping to reverse biodiversity loss and also contributing to the ambition of the Biostrategy 2030. These forests, in addition to other broadleaves and commercial woodlands, will make a positive contribution to our landscape. Has the percentage of broadleaves planted been steadily increasing now that the importance of forest species diversity is more fully appreciated in respect of the EU Green Deal? Since 2015, the percentage of broadleaves has increased as follows. That's for the period 2015 to 2020 inclusive. In 2015, broadleaves were 20% of the total plantings and again 20% in 2016 up to 21% in 2017 and to 27% in 2018, 25% in 2019 
and up to a record 34% in the year 2020. However, conifers still far outstrip broadleaves numerically, even if action is being taken to promote the planting of more broadleaves. Like our sponsor Dairy Gold's 20,000 free broadleaf trees for Dairy Gold suppliers. So it would appear that regardless of which species is involved, we should appreciate the contribution of forests and individual trees towards achieving the Green Deal ambition. The European Commission's Green Deal has the high ambition of achieving a situation of no net emissions of greenhouse gases in 2050 and where economic growth is decoupled from resource use. The government's recently announced Project Woodland aims to re-energise woodland creation in Ireland. And although our national forest area in Ireland is low by continental European standards, it is still higher than it has been for over 350 years at just over 11%. Thanks for that, John. IFA has launched its pre-budget submission, which its president, Tim Cullinan, says provides a blueprint for government to follow if it genuinely wants to ensure the future viability of Ireland's largest indigenous sector. He says farmers across all sectors are facing an increasingly uncertain future through increased regulation, Brexit-related trade disruption and the prospect of substantial cuts in direct payments due to cap reforms, leaving Irish farming in a perilous position. Tim Cullinan said now is the time for government to step up and put action and money behind the rhetoric. IFA is making it clear farmers are eager to be part of the climate solution and have called for accelerated capital allowances and VAT exemptions on the purchase of emissions-efficient investment, which will help farmers play their role in contributing to the sector's climate change targets. Irish Cattle and Sheep Farmers Association National Beef Chair Mr Edwin Graham, speaking on 13th of August, urged farmers to resist any price cuts which factories might try to impose in the next week. He said the signs are there that processors would try to pull beef prices again next week because he said they had essentially got away with it this week. But, he said, it's time for farmers to fight back and draw a line in the sand. No farmer, he said, should accept any less than €4.20 for steers and €4.25 for heifers. The ICSA National Beef Chair, Edmund Graham, said that we had been hearing that factories were buying up cattle for the early part of next week at the €4.20 mark and would look to cut from then on. However, he said there was no justification for driving the price downwards. The UK market has been getting stronger and more and more food services are opening up and getting back on track. The ICSA National Beef Chairman, Mr Edmund Graham, said factories too must be made aware that the costs associated with producing beef have gone up. Feed and fuel prices are both rising, so there's no room for cattle producers to take lower prices for their beef. Mr Graham said it's up to each and every farmer to resist these what he called unwarranted price cuts. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Farm Talk on C103. The Professional Knowledge Network, connected, operated by Chagask, is running a grassland pesticides training event for agri-professionals. On successful completion of the course, graduates will be registered with the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine as Approved Pesticide Advisors Grassland. Under the Sustainable Use Directive, SUS, only trained professionals are permitted to provide pesticide advice to farmers, in this case, grassland farmers. 
The Cork course starts on 23rd of August at Clonakilty Agricultural College. It's planned to deliver the course online and face-to-face. For registration details, please go to chagask.ie forward slash connected, all lowercase. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Chagas Moor Park Open Day takes place on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, September 14th, 15th and 16th for the Irish dairy industry. The Open Day is being repeated over three days to ensure compliance with government guidelines on COVID. The theme is Delivering Sustainability. Attendees will be able to visit the Tiagas Moor Park site on one of the three days while complying with the guidelines. You will need to register online and attend at a predetermined time. Registration opens on the 6th of September at tiagas.ie forward slash moorpark21. Pat Flannery of Tiagas Cork West joins us this week in his role as Education Officer. Pat handles agricultural education queries and typically helps guide people to possible course options. He's also involved in delivering one particular course, the West Cork Tagus Part-Time Green Cert course. And at the moment, they are taking expressions of interest for the 2022 course. Pat Flannery is with me to discuss what it's all about, how it's delivered and how you might get involved. This is the option we deliver in West Cork or in terms of the, the region itself and we have for a number of years, maybe decades at this stage, delivered a part-time Green Cert course. I suppose it's largely directed at people who are over 23 and involved in farming at some level, maybe very heavily involved or part-time farming, but involved in farming at some level. And we offer an approach to getting the Green Cert done, which, which involves one day and one evening a week over kind of two academic years. So for some people, that might be an option um, looking at um, coming into us, doing a mix of practical training, a mix of practical and maybe more theory or book work, if you like, training where where we were delivered a course that way and um, people have a green cert at the end of the day. So do they have to have a farming background to take part in this, Pat? Well, we, we would very much encourage that people would be involved at some level. Um, Barry, you know, people have different circumstances and maybe are looking to go into farming but once they're involved at some level, it does really work well with the course in terms of keeping a farm diary. Now, it could be helping out any relation. It could be involved, you know, with a neighbour even if it comes to it. But it really fits in well if they're involved at some level. How do you roll it out? How is it delivered? It, it's, it's a combination, really. We, we try and do a significant amount on farm, around a crush, around a machine, um, in a workshop. To, to bring the practical element to it um, because it is training for farming and it's, you know, that practical element is important. We look to get the knowledge from the group because we know people are coming into us, have a lot of knowledge and, you know, that can go right through the group and working together can, can really enhance the training. So a lot of group work. And I suppose now we're also looking at the online option as well where sometimes people don't need to be there in person and that can facilitate everybody where we can deliver material online through the through um, the zoom or through online classes or through back and forward videos and documentation like that and is this a new approach you're adopting now pat brought on say by the the circumstances that we're in or was there always an element of that that you could you know dial into it and, and partake if you like remotely well there was always an element of, of some remote work and some project work but certainly very um the circumstances as we know have accelerated that forward very much so. And we have recognised now 
very quickly that there's merit in continuing with some of that and that, that one of the positive um, feedback from the COVID situation is that we can integrate some of that into course and it really fits in well in terms of you know, delivering some of it remotely. Do you feel that this is the best way, this is the best approach to take in terms of delivering a successful outcome? Yes, we do, because I think it, it looks at a mix of delivery methods, uh, Barry, and it, it looks at not going away from people, are, are, as I say, are around an animal or and learning, um, you know, around a, a load or a machine and, and hands-on and a good bit of contact and learning from one another, but building in also the fact that maybe sometimes the option is there to use the technology. People are getting very familiar now with, with, with uh, the, IT, the IT and laptops and, and smartphones. And some of it can then be delivered remotely as well. A good mix, good variation. And um, we feel that's, that's working well. And, you know, that that's approach can serve as well going forward. And we mentioned at the outset, Pat, that you're now looking for expressions of interest. Does that mean that you're looking for people to come forward to fill the next course? Yes, Barry. What, what we won't think there is it give people plenty of time to think about it. Talk to me, talk to others, look at the options. Um, look at, you know, there is different options. We certainly feel that our option may suit some people. So we're taking expressions of interest. We're taking a discussion element of it. We'll have a lot of more um information nights and information sections going forward we're looking at it will be the 2022 course most likely at this stage september august september 2022 but we are going to pin that down obviously over time but that looks fairly definite that has been our setup for the last number of years and no reason why it won't go ahead so i'm taking you know probably the best option would be to but a number of different offices to contact but but i would suggest that you contact the chagas office McCroom on 0264 uh, we can we can have a good chat about it and look at all the different options and the timing and see how it might fit people in. And is there a good appetite out there, Pat, for people to get back in doing courses again? They may have lost out a little during the 18 months that we've been through. Yes, no, certainly there is, I think. And there's a, an ongoing interest in, you know, in this sort of trend, this part-time approach. It's not, not for everybody, again, I would emphasise, but for some people, it does fit in well. There has been some bit of a time lag now the courses so there i would expect and i i do see an interest there all the time yes you have a a couple of events coming up pat there that you just want to mention this week of interest on the program first of all just to mention um there's a dunmanway heritage week event taking place and this is an event kind of being organized between the dunmanway community council dunmanway heritage association and chagask and that's taken place on saturday 21st of august this saturday 21st of august at five o'clock it's signposted off the McCroom, Dunmanway Road, signposted there near the Caha River, very, very clearly signposted. And again, we'd ask people though, to register their interest, given the times we're in, and just to register their, their attendance on 86 or the other number there is 87 That's that event. And there's a second event then that's taking place on the towards the 26th at 11 o'clock, is on the farm of a dairy farm walk on John Galvin's farm in Dunmanway. Now, John has won an award for sustainable grassland and has a huge amount of expertise in, in growing grass and using grass and managing grass. That event then, again, can be accessed through the Chagas website because, again, we'll ask very people will we'll register for that event. Let us know about their interest and it can be done through the Chagas website 
slash John Galvin Farm Walk, or maybe also it may suit people to ring Chagas McCroom on 026 41604. And thanks, Pat. Pat Flannery, Tagus Cork West. Well, the Tagus Biog on the website tells us John Galvin farms near Dunmanway with his wife Yvonne and they milk just over 100 cows and 35 hectares. A high rainfall area and nestled between mountain and bog, John puts a big focus and effort on getting cows out early in February. John is making a very conscious effort to reduce his environmental footprint. He's part of the Caha River Project and his farm is in glass for which all slurry is spread with less and most of the fertiliser applied is in the form of protected urea. My name is John Gallivan. I farm here in Dunmanway, County Cork. It's a dairy farm with grass-based system. I'm here with my wife Yvonne and our four young children. We milked just over 100 cows in this farm in 2020. We delivered 512 kilos of milk solids to Dairy Gold Co-op at 4.8 fat and 3.86 protein. Uh, it's a crossbred herd with an EBI of 159 euros. I began farming in 1999 and since then I have operated basic, simple grass-based system. On average this farm is growing about 15 tonnes of grass per year. We have 40 grass walks done and we use our pasture-based app to record these measurements on pasture-based. I put a lot of effort into managing grass because the more grass our cows can eat, the more profit this farm will make. Grass is our cheapest feed, and the more of it we can grow, the less inputs that have to come in the farm gateway. We start calving here on the last days of January, early February. Uh, we're consistently calving over 90% in six weeks, so we have a high demand for grass coming to March. So 20 years ago, when I started farming here, this farm was index ones and twos for P's and K's, and it needed a lot of lime. So I put a plan in place, which was to do soil testing every second year and apply P and K and lime as well as required. So fixing the soil fertility of this farm has grown more grass in the farm, and particularly in the shoulders of the year. We received this paddock in 2019. We used our pasture-based app to measure our paddocks, our grass grown. This was identified as our lower-performing paddock, so we received it. Farmer John Galvin, Dunmanway, and that walk takes place on next Thursday, August 26th. Tagusk and UCC this week hosted the International Animal Welfare Conference. The 8th Annual Conference and the first virtual WAFL saw over 350 delegates from 32 countries attend through the virtual platform. The conference was officially opened by Professor Jerry Boyle, Tagusk Director, and Professor John O'Halloran, President of University College Cork. The theme of the event was Animal Welfare Science, Rising to the Challenges of a Changing World. It's the largest international conference devoted solely to mainly farm animal welfare science and usually runs on a three-year interval. University College Cork UCC is planning to provide a part-time diploma in speciality food production starting on 12th of October 2021. The closing date for applications is 24th of September 2021. The programme will be typically delivered over two days every three weeks, consisting of lectures in conjunction with practical work, case studies, site visits and speciality food production work. Depending on the prevailing COVID health circumstances, the diploma studies would be online or face-to-face, with UCC being the venue. The fee for the diploma study would be €2,800 per academic year, with 64% of the fee being paid to eligible applicants by the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine. 
Further information available online at UCC Adult Continuing Education website. Follow on to UCC Adult Courses Speciality Food Production Diploma. Application forms and course details from Dr. Angela Sheehan, Programme Manager, and the UCC Diploma in Speciality Food Production is planned to start on 12th of October 2021 and will continue for 12 months. Closing date for applications, 24th of September 2021. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Farm Talk on C103. Two Cork Coastal Sustainable Agriculture Enterprises are to receive funding under the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marines European Maritime and Fisheries Fund Programme. Seal Harbours Enterprises will receive €12,884 to upgrade and modernise their mussel equipment and also provide a safety railing and storage container. The total cost of this upgrade is just over €32,000. The second Cork Coastal Enterprise to receive funding is Rodine Fish Farms. A sum of €27,943 will go towards the expansion of nine new mussel longlines. The total cost of the planned expansion of these new mussel longlines is €69,859. These two Cork Coastal Community Enterprise allocations are part of the overall fund of €1 million being shared by 13 aquaculture enterprises nationwide under the Department's European Maritime and Fisheries Fund programme, Minister McConnell pointed out when announcing the names and locations of the enterprises on 16th of August 2021. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Co-op superstores will be torn in their allegiances for this year's All-Ireland Senior Hurling Final between Cork and Limerick, with staff and stores located in both counties. The retail division of Dairy Gold Cooperative is a long-standing supporter of Munster Hurling as title sponsors of the Provincial League, as well as the Cork County Hurling Championships. It has roots embedded all over Munster, with 26 retail stores and co-op superstores, and says it's an opportunity to give something back to a sport that staff customers and shareholders are deeply involved in. John O'Carroll is head of retail with Dairy Gold and has been telling me about the buzz this week ahead of the big game. Yeah, that's true. I suppose as a, a monster-based organisation, both in Cork and Limerick, by the nature of our, our, our teams and our stores, uh, they're, they're quite competitive by nature uh, in terms of how we do business. They're, they're all the time chasing for customers and chasing the business and their measures. And, the, and that brings itself, that doesn't just, it's not just in work they do that. Um, I suppose a lot of our teams and our stores are based in the community. Uh, they themselves, the managers and the, the, the stores, you know, they're involved in the GAA, they're training, um, they're involved in the clubs in different roles. So when it comes up to an occasion like this, as you say, it's all about community first, the locality, and then it's about the parish, and then it's about the club. When it gets to the county, that's when the real championship and that's when the real competitiveness starts. So, yeah, there's a, high, there's a, there's a great level of excitement uh, and competition among our people. So it's great excitement this week. And I'd imagine that there's a good spread of the retail outlets between the two participating counties. You'd have a good presence in both. Uh, we do, I suppose. And, and, you know, we have been involved with sponsorship of the GAA. And I suppose one of the things, because like we're both based in the community, we're both based in uh, both rural and urban locations, we're, 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 we're there. So if you consider like in, in terms of some of our ru- more rural stores and the likes of Raheen and Limerick or uh, in, in Mallow or Carrigaline, they're, they're, they're in, in some of the big urban areas and then the rural areas we have places like Rathdoff and Arda, both across Limerick and across Cork. 
primarily. So yeah, it's a, it's an ideal. I suppose for us, it's an ideal scenario this year where we're we have the you know Cork and Limerick in the final. And would the retail shops see a lift now in business when you have an occasion like this, John? I suppose like all retail, retail thrives on a bit of excitement. It thrives on activity. So certainly we'd uh, we'd see now. Maybe I, I wouldn't expect we'd be busy on, uh, on on Sunday, and I suppose in some areas going to be quiet on Monday, and some is going to be very ex- some some of our stores are going to be very excited. But that's that's the fun of it all, isn't it? And how does this rivalry manifest itself then, say, within the store? Is it among the the staff, the people coming in? You know, they have their own yeah. opinion of who they support and who they want to see winning. Is that is that how it's rolled out? Kind of. I suppose there's two topics of conversation in in our business, and and, and normally one of them is the weather. But actually, at the moment, yeah, the big the big thing at the moment is the scramble for tickets, and I suppose that's where it manifests. Of, uh, any chance of a ticket, or, or you know, that's one part of it. And then the other part then is you know uh, predictions about who's going to win and who's going to play well, and you know what's going to happen. So there is it is a topic of conversation across the field because we like people buy people first, and our, our, in our stores, people there is always always back to club level to club level, to the, every weekend. There's a fair amount of time. Uh, socialising and discussing uh, matches and this weekend I suppose is just a hype for it and yeah there is a fair amount of rivalry managers uh, managers and staff living in one county and working in another primarily where the banter starts uh, and allegiances across county allegiances so it's plenty of excitement plenty of fun and I suppose and, and plenty of chat for the for the weekend And this is nothing new to Derry Gold with big sponsors in the GAA world Munster hurling in the province and of course locally as well with the county championships in Cork For the last number of years yeah we've seen uh, we've taken the opportunity to support the GAA I suppose in both the Munster Hurling League we've been doing that in 2017 and you know tongue in cheek I would say that we take some uh, responsibility for the development of the two teams Cork won the their sponsorship Cork have won the uh, they won the, the Munster Hurling League in, in 2017 and Limerick went on to win it in 2020 so um, and then the Cork County Championship yeah we sponsored um, last year or so and uh, the first the first of three years so we're delighted to be involved and particularly on, on weekends like this delighted to be involved John O'Carroll the head of retail with Derry Gold for a sense now of what it means in the community to have a direct connection every year with the All-Ireland Senior Hurling Final. The C103's Mairead Tuhig visited Ballygarvan, ancestral home of Liam McCarthy, after whom the All-Ireland Senior Hurling Trophy is named. Mairead met up with Joe Kennefick of Ballygarvan GAA at the appropriately named Liam McCarthy Park. Yeah, it's huge. Um, you know, Pierce O'Hurran won an All-Ireland medal last night. Um, his dad, Jim, won a minor medal back in 1978 with Cork. Now he has one, which is unique for the family. And we're hoping Kevin Lyons will add to that on Saturday. Uh, he's having a very good year with Cork Miners. And then Sunday, I suppose, is the one where all, everyone's eyes are on. And it, How do you think it's going to go between Cork and Limerick? Uh, look, I mean, look, Limerick are two to seven favourites with the bookies. Cork are out to seven to two, four to one. That's, um, these people, the bookies don't normally get it wrong, but, you know, Cork never fear Limerick. Um, Cork have a super young team, very good, fast players, uh, as have Limerick. Limerick are a strong physically team. I don't think Cork are going to attack Limerick the way Waterford didn't take them on physically. I think Cork are going to use their speed and legs, and I think Cork will do very well, and, you know, I think... Um, I'd, I'd be hopeful that Cork will win. And I suppose the prize on the line is the Liam McCarthy Cup, and we're in Liam McCarthy Park here in Ballygarvan, so there is a, a connection here with the village. Yeah, it's a very big connection. Um, Liam McCarthy's parents immigrated from Ballygarvan back in the 1800s. He was born in London in 1851. Um, you know, it's, I suppose, it's kind of unique, really, that 
his father was from Cork, his mother's from Limerick, Baggy Gran and Limerick, so they're playing each other Sunday in the final. So it's unique from that prospect. It's the first time Cork will have played Limerick and you know here. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Everybody, Gavin, we're very proud of our links, of our historic links to Liam McCarthy. It would be nice to bring him home. Oh, it would be lovely. Um, you know, Liam McCarthy's grandson, Pat, would have been a regular visitor here in the 80s, kind of before and after the official opening of the pitch here, which is the Liam McCarthy Park. Um, his son, I think there's Nicholas, um, is a regular as well. I've met him numerous times. Um, they generally come to Dublin for the All Ireland, you know. We've been out and about with them, you know, they're very proud of their links as well. And, you know, it's uh, from from our point of view, hopefully it'll be great to get the Liam McCarthy Cup back to Belly Garvin again. Joe Kennefick of Belly Garvin, GAA, talking to C one oh three's reporter Murray Tuig. Well, Ashling Walsh of Shandoon Makra is with us again this week and there is a nod to the All Ireland final as you might expect. This week saw Shandoon Makra travel to Limerick for a social round of tag rugby organised by Munster VP Elaine Houlihan. We had two representatives, Nakraha and Whitechurch, who both performed brilliantly on the day. It was an absolutely brilliant day out, thanks to Elaine for organising it. And we absolutely loved meeting new people. Can't wait for the next event. This week also saw Cork County Makra hold their AGM. Three of our members attended this. And our own uh, Declan O'Hara was elected as treasurer for the year. Good luck to Cork County Mocker for the coming year. We wish them well. And we can't wait for the county day out. We're looking forward to lots of social events. 
Next week sees our officers and many other officers from around the county attend county officer training at Ballyhas Lakes. This will be a county bonding day and we're looking forward to meeting people from around the country and people from all over. It even includes a free jersey on the day. Most of our members will now be getting ready for the match on Sunday up Cork and we're encouraging our members to wear red and white in support of the players. Ashling Walsh. National Ploughing Association has announced that Emo Oil will be a brand new sponsor fueling this year's national ploughing competitions. Ploughing 2021 is due to take place behind closed gates from September 15th to 17th at Rahaniske in County Leash. Emo Oil is a local Irish business that has been supporting farmers for over 40 years with quality agri-fuels and lubricants. The following are some bring-site dates for farmers planning to recycle silage plastic, bulk fertiliser and meal bags with liners removed, small fertiliser and meal bags including bulk liners and triple wash drums. Further information if required, please phone 1890 300 or use website www.farmplastics.ie. Dates and locations. Saturday 21st of August, Clonakilty Lissavaird Co-op. Monday 23rd of August and Tuesday 24th of August, Dunmanway Murray Brothers at Cahan Quarry. Thursday 26th and Friday 27th of August, McCroom Mart. Monday, 30th of August, Clodov GAA. Farmers are kindly requested to adhere to social distancing requirements in operation at all bring centres. Opening times generally from 9am to 5pm unless otherwise stated. Before planning to visit any bring site centre, details can be confirmed at the following www.farmplastics.ie all lowercase or the following phone number 1890. 300-444. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. And thanks to John for co-producing and contributing to the Farm Talk programme again this week. I'm Barry O'Mahdi. Thank you for listening. Farm Talk. With Dairy Gold Pre-Calver Gold Mineral. Specifically formulated for dairy and suckler cows in the lead up to calving. On C103. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.